Welcome. This is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 213 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is a discussion on how to structure and implement an ESG program. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Hope you're doing well, uh, staying healthy, staying busy, and uh, uh, spending time with your family and friends. Um, I thought I'd do a little bit of uh, ESG today. Um, since there's so much overlap with uh, compliance and ethics professionals uh, who know how to implement programs like these. So let's talk about uh, how to structure and implement an ESG program. Before we get started, a word from our sponsor, Steel Compliance. Steel Compliance is the global leader in compliance and ethics management. Steel's compliance and ethics platform is comprehensive, robust, and easy to use to promote a company's culture of compliance. Steel partners with the world's largest, most respected companies to deliver compliance products and services that help organizations embrace a culture of compliance while protecting their brand. Building an ethical culture is a complex undertaking that requires a detailed understanding of the global compliance environment, considerable time, and specialized expertise. Steel's end-to-end ethics and compliance platform is designed to provide compliance officers with the solutions they need to proactively address changing regulatory and reputational risks. Steel's ethics and compliance automated platform offers critical functions designed to promote a speak-up culture to advance employee engagement, reporting, and incident management, investigate promptly and fairly potential incidents to ensure compliance with your organization's code of conduct and applicable laws and regulations, including anti-corruption, anti-money laundering, antitrust, sanctions, cybersecurity, and data privacy. Manage your organization's compliance policies and procedures to ensure that policies are updated and disseminated effectively so that employees understand your organization's compliance requirements, Educate and engage your organization to promote understanding in how your compliance program applies to -to day-to-day operations. And evaluate and monitor your organization's business partners, vendors, suppliers, and customers to mitigate risk and ensure adherence to your organization's ethics and compliance requirements. To learn more about Steel's compliance solutions, please contact us at email steelglobal.com or call 415-692-5000. Well, ESG is the magic talismanic word or set of initials, um, transforming uh, corporate missions, purposes, and structures, and it's fueled by investor and stakeholder demand. It's a significant moment in uh, corporate and stakeholder interactions. Uh, Companies now recognize these responsibilities, but even more importantly, Uh, the opportunities to build a sustainable and financially profitable organization. But there are significant changes that have to occur along with the ESG objectives. Um, And I'm, you know, dubious about the ability or incentives of companies to implement these changes. Right now, shareholders and investors are demanding financial success, uh, not a long-term basis, but on a quarterly basis. So executive incentives and senior management objectives have coalesced around the powerful motivator of quarterly financial results. This has skewed uh, sustainable and long-term investment planning, uh, in, my, uh, in my opinion, 
and call it what you may, but short-termism is antithetical to what every company should be focused on, which is long-term financial uh, sustainable growth and performance. Now, COVID and other significant risk risk events have demonstrated just how dangerous short-term planning can be. Um, And I'm not so sure that ESG is a powerful enough motivator to change that fundamental flaw and perspective uh, on the short term. We shall see what happens, but I'm not sure ESG will be uh, the transformative event for all corporate governance or corporate purpose, corporate mission. But uh, on the more positive side, ESG may be the beginning of a broader movement led by investors and stakeholders uh, to demand that sort of long-term sustainable planning along with a meaningful commitment and including uh, a meaningful commitment to ethics and compliance as an engine of success. Um, And look, as a first step, ESG is important. However, everyone understands that ethical companies that adhere to values are more likely to success than unethical or agnostic companies in the marketplace. This is the real movement that needs to occur and that can easily encompass ESG as a fundamental precept of an ethical company. When business decisions are made with proper consideration of ethics, stakeholder interests, uh, companies perform better and employee satisfaction increases exponentially. Uh, As companies focus more on ESG, it's obvious that companies will achieve a significant number of benefits beyond that defined in the ESG acronym. A well-designed and tailored program, for example, could bring significant benefits to the overall company's operations. So there are a number of important issues that design and implementation of an ESG program require. It's hard to fill in many of these important issues, though, given the SEC's ongoing rulemaking on ESG disclosure issues. Obviously, SEC regulations will have a significant impact, and everyone is anxiously awaiting the regulations. Uh, In the meantime, many companies are moving forward with planning and implementation. This is a good thing because it's unlikely, though, that the SEC is going to alter the landscape so significantly such that, uh, you know, companies would have to make major changes. But here's a list of some of the important issues uh, that I'm going to try to discuss. Uh, Who should conduct oversight of the ESG program, a specific committee or the overall board? Who should be responsible for the design and implementation of an effective ESG program? How should... Uh, ESG reporting and disclosure occur? How should the talismanic standards of materiality be applied in this context for disclosure purposes? Is it financial materiality or are there ESG factors that are separate from financial performance? How can technology be used to ensure proper oversight and reporting and disclosure of ESG issues um, is another issue. So These are, I mean, these are just, uh, you know, you're dealing with a blank slate here, but on the other hand, we have a lot of experience and particularly I would argue the ethics and compliance field because it's very similar in terms of that. So we we start, you know, investor demand for companies uh, to provide a robust and transparent ESG is really one of the strongest motivators here, one of the strongest incentives. Uh, And investors understand that companies have to develop these effective strategies and 
policies, procedures, and structure to address these risks. And the impact on shareholder price is already evident. Stakeholders are demanding that companies devote time and attention to ESG issues. Uh, one other point on the government regulation, uh, I mentioned the SEC, but we already have, uh, from the European Commission, we have ESG disclosure and reporting r rules, and now they're considering uh, expanding those requirements to unlisted companies. Um, so, uh, you know, the SEC also uh, has, uh, you know, is expected to announce their disclosure rules soon. So companies are responding quickly to establish the programs. As an initial step, corporate boards are tackling the ESG issue. What's interesting is most companies have assigned responsibility for the oversight of the ESG program at the full board level. Some companies have assigned ESG responsibles to the audit committee, uh, which I think raises more difficulties and questions than answers. Audit committees already are overloaded with financial report and ethics and compliance program uh, oversight, and it's really problematic, from my view, to add ESG to the audit committee's charter. As an alternative, many companies uh, have split off ethics and compliance, or I would urge many companies to uh, split off ethics and compliance to a separate committee and then easily add ESG to the same committee. Audit committees are just not the proper place for ESG management, and a strong case can be made that the full board is not nimble enough to manage ESG, given all the risks and issues that may arise in this fast-moving area. It's not like something where you want to have uh, the uh, full board, um, you know, involved in the day-to-day -day oversight and monitoring. Another alternative would be to assign ESG responsibilities to a nominating and governance committee, given the overlap with governance as part of the ESG complement of risks that being the big G. An ESG program also has to be tailored to the company's risk profile. A company has to identify, measure, and assess its climate and environmental risks. This in turn means understanding the company's environmental footprint and attendant risks. While everyone may be attempted to assign this again to the audit committee, ethics and compliance responsibilities entail a very similar process requiring risk assessments, design of policies and procedures to mitigate those risks, and implementation, measurement, and monitoring of compliance controls. And this function translates well into the ESG sphere. Again, merging these operations into a separate, you know, ethics and compliance ESG committee or having the governance committee assume responsibilities for these functions makes sense from an operational standpoint. So how do you measure ESG performance? Um, and ESG operations entail a cross-section of corporate operations, environmental concerns, social issues, diversity, and ultimately governance. Company, companies have to identify those issues falling under its ESG umbrella, tailor an ESG program, and select key measures of performance. For example, in the social justice area, companies can craft a robust diversity, equity, and inclusion initiative across the entire organization, meaning at the board, senior management, middle management, and employee level. To execute this, a company would have to devote significant resources to addressing the DEI issues at every level of the company. Now, measurement of performance would require a definition of objectives, collection of data, and then ultimately disclosure of results. Regulatory disclosure requirements 
are likely to extend well beyond the concept of financial materiality. ESG disclosures will open up a whole new set of standards, controls, and requirements surrounding proper disclosure of ESG-relevant information and performance. And DEI, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion, uh, is just one example. Climate change and environmental issues will raise another interesting constellation of requirements. Companies will have to determine what kinds of information shareholders, investors, and other stakeholders are focused on for ESG evaluation purposes. And the SEC is likely to establish some minimum requirements in this area, but I think that most companies are going to end up exceeding these basic requirements given the importance of stakeholder demands and disclosures. The initial steps in this area have occurred already as many companies are providing robust annual sustainability reports and companies can build on these existing report structures and processes to layer in other ESG issues. Investors and shareholders are demanding even more information and investor organizations are pushing for a standardized reporting framework and it's unlikely that such a global standard will ever be set but corporate boards should examine these and have a variety of disclosure options to pursue, and innovation in this area will definitely occur with time and experience. So let's go down to a little bit more of some operational issues. So a supervising ESG board committee has to resolve several basic questions in order to build out its ESG program and whether or not you have a senior sort of ESG committee amongst the the management level, senior management, uh, that may be another good thing, just akin to ethics and compliance committees uh, that operate in many companies. But here are some of the questions that have to be answered. What are the company's ESG risks? How is the company's ESG program tailored to its risk profile? What kind of information are investors, shareholders, and stakeholders demanding as part of a disclosure framework? And how will the company collect, assess, and monitor relevant data and then disclose key metrics to relevant stakeholders and regulators? So if these questions sound somewhat familiar to the ethics and compliance uh, professionals, welcome to the world of ESG a new world that now shares many operational principles with ethics and compliance programs. Both ESG and ENC programs involve risk assessments, policies, procedures, and controls to mitigate risks, leveraging ESG and ENC requirements, ethics and compliance requirements across the business, and monitoring measurement and reporting on performance. What a surprise. What a unique type of thing. This does not mean, however, that chief ethics and compliance officers should add ESG to their responsibilities. It only means that CECOs, the chief ethics and compliance officers, should have an important seat at the ESG table at which they can contribute to overall design and implementation of an ESG program. CECOs also know how to leverage technology, data analytics, and other functions that will play an important role in any ESG program. In this area, CECOs can advise ESG officers on how to embrace technology, build data analytics, and then ultimately monitor their program through data sampling, monitoring, and oversight. Internal audit has much to offer here as well, given its responsibilities over SOX reporting and other data collection, monitoring, and performance metrics. 
ESG programs have to be designed around basic operational issues, including one, information collection, two, accuracy and reliability of information, three, data collection procedures, four, coordination with disclosure procedures, and five, testing, audits, and monitoring of the process to ensure accuracy and effective operations. So the goals and commitments of your ESG program are set at the board and senior executive levels. Obviously, they will have a direct and immediate impact on company operations. Investments, resources, and business operation planning will all be implicated. And the ESG function then will be charged with implementation of ESG policies and procedures, data management and program evaluation, monitoring and performance metrics. ESG is not going to only impact the bottom line of financial performance, investments, and uh, strategic planning, but many other aspects of corporate operations. Talent management, resource allocation, information technology, ethics and compliance objectives and operations, and and security. ESG planning has to include program evaluation and independent auditing procedures, similar to external Uh, financial auditors, and risk and compliance program assessments. A new cottage industry will be born surrounding the evaluation of ESG programs. Such assessments will extend way beyond information or disclosure reliability, but to program design, risk evaluation, program operations, coordination with disclosure functions, and overall accuracy in reporting. So as uh, the SEC digs into the ESG issue, the SEC is likely to adopt a mandatory reporting framework akin to other issues of importance, like cybersecurity is just one example. Whatever mandatory requirements are imposed, third-party assessment and audits are going to be necessary. So that's just a quick overview of some of the issues, uh, you know, starting at the board level, working all the way down in terms of operational issues, all familiar to the ethics and compliance professional. And that's why I've argued uh, they need a seat at the table, but they don't need to take over the responsibilities. Uh, It's just too much uh, given all the important work that ethics and compliance people uh, do already. Anyway, uh, well, we'll come back to you on, uh, you know, more ESG issues, particularly after we get the SEC regulations. Um, hope this was helpful. Uh, stay in touch, stay healthy, and, uh, and we'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website, www.volkovlaw.com. You can also follow our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at volkovlaw.com.